and we are live what is going on jason what's up man long time no talk i know it's been i think you guys were one of our first i was looking up right i think you guys were one of our first so we had archetypes collide and i think you guys might have been the next band that we brought on oh, after after awesome. we after we first started the uh, the podcast so, i mean it's been over a year i think yeah, man, I've gone back and listened to the episode a couple times, actually, and it's one oh, yeah. of my favorite like conversations we've ever, ever had. I really enjoyed it. Well, we, so. I think, I think we've gotten kind of, you know, kind of better with the, uh, the flow of things. So I don't know if you've heard, listened to any of the uh, recent episodes, but like, we just try to keep yeah, it chill. I've, I've tuned and... in and out. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I've, I feel like we've gotten better at getting the conversation going and just seeing where it goes i mean i think when we when we last talked we walked through you know y'all's discography and uh what you guys have already put out and um i kind of want this to you know not be too structured but i kind of want to know kind of what's happened between the last time we talked and to now because i feel like uh a lot has happened yeah man uh, I mean, I, we've been keeping up with you guys on the socials and it's been, it's been fun to watch you guys put out new music, put out new music videos. The most recent one you just put out, um, quality, I will say is Thank fantastic. You. I know, I think I remember last time that you were like, I'm the quality guy. Like, I want to make sure everything is, is, is in tip top shape. Am I right? Oh, in yeah. That? Oh yeah, dude. Perception is everything in my opinion. So <laughs> the, exactly. You know, <laughs> so yeah cool so let's let's kind of start from you know when we when we first ended that first episode back in end of 2020 and we can kind of start there and then we can kind of see where things go all right um, all right let's see end of 2020 um shows were still not back mm-hmm. um i believe we were gearing up to or had just released uh 50 50 with kellen quinn uh yeah no it was out it was out yep yeah so this i believe it was like early 2021 then the last time we talked because Mm -hmm. that song came out in like the very beginning of the year okay and that was Uh, a topic of discussion because it was just dope that you guys got a got to do a song with with kellen quinn yeah that was that's still one of like the highlights of my musical career (laughs) um (laughs) But uh, let's see. Uh, and I believe we were secretly working on a like BTS cover. We've had some lineup changes in the band since the last time we yeah. talked. Uh, you guys, you guys had someone come on, and he's since departed to focus on his yeah. his solo stuff. Yeah, we had uh, our original bass player Adam Chenkis uh, step mm-hmm. down from the band. Uh, kind of right as we were gearing up to play our like first show back since uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we can kind of start there. Uh, Let's do it. You know, so we kind of, we put out our, uh, we were starting to write for new, uh, we, we originally wanted to be putting out, uh, new music in 2021, but we didn't really, uh, put out much other than our, our EP at the top of the year. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we put out a cover for the summer, uh, BTS dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was cool. And then right after that, um, we kind of said that the way we were going to like gauge when it was okay to play a show again was like kind of when 
everyone else was doing it and yeah. when it seemed to be like socially acceptable obviously the vaccines came out and that was a huge part of it and yeah all that yeah. so we saw you know like the bands like you know all time low tour like sad summer fest and all that was happening we're like okay i think people are starting to feel comfortable like getting into rooms together again so we were like let's jump on this opportunity um while we can because the the market for shows is really hot right now um, oh yeah because i mean we hadn't we haven't been going to shows and yeah. I, I didn't go to my first show back until september 1st i think of last year was my first show back yeah we did uh august so a month before that was our first mm-hmm. show back um and it was wild man we uh we had been planning it for about four months before we even knew for sure if we were going to be able to do it mm-hmm. um we uh i personally like rented out our home venue uh and uh printed all the tickets all that stuff it was very diy no promoter so there was no middleman taking a money mm-hmm. cut from us or anything like that and it and um and it sold out man and it was amazing to Wait, like it sold out yeah, man, we actually oversold the show by like eighteen tickets. It was amazing. <laughs> it was Dude, so. You good. know what? So, I, I, I'm trying to think. Um, I feel like I saw that, but I, I, I just, it didn't dawn on me that that was y'all's first show back that you guys sold out. Yeah, it was. It was so. This was in August 2021. We so we had uh, Adam had left the band because uh, we just kind of decided, you know, like shows are coming back we're going to write all this new music we're going to take this Mm -hmm. i mean we had always kind of decided we were going to take it seriously but then it was like all right now it's like time to put all the plans in motion and i think adam was just kind of in a place where he wasn't going to be able to balance that because this is kind of like a full-time job in itself yeah um so uh we recruited our buddy marco uh who goes by sonic halls he was never kind of like fully in the band ever to begin with he was just Mm -hmm. kind of filling in for that one show originally and we just loved playing with him so much that we just kept asking him to play this next one and this next Mm -hmm. one and this next one yeah kind of kind of with the hopes that he would never leave because we love him but uh we always kind of knew that it was temporary um so um we play summer soundwave fest we had kind of like all of our buddies on the lineup all of the like orlando locals our uh, our producer his band uh was on there uh we had josh from magnolia park come out and do uh kellen quinn's part for 50 50 no yeah dude because i me and josh go way back i used to be in a band with him actually uh so hold up hold up we're talking about that really quickly so <laughs> all right you want to dive okay i want to talk about magnolia park because I mean, not focus on them, but like the fact that I just recently found them like three months ago. No, yeah, yeah, three months ago. Yeah, man, they're they're awesome, dude. I'm so proud of them. Like all of those guys, Josh and Jared specifically, I've known them for years, and they're they're just some of the best guys. Like there aren't people that deserve it more than them for everything that's, that's happening for them. That's so cool. I love that connection. So you said you went to uh, to high school with Josh? Uh, no, we used to be in a band together. Uh, oh. before I was in Ivy Paint and he was in Magnolia Park, we were in a band uh, um, called Of Autumn that uh, I believe Josh and I both kind of left that band 
around the same time. I think I left like three months after him. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was kind of like towards the end of 2019, there was actually a point where he was in Magnolia Park and of autumn, uh, which obviously I think everybody kind of knew wasn't going to work in the long Mm -hmm. long term, but that's kind of why, um, but then, uh, yeah, man, he's actually, Josh has been great helping us with stuff. He's done some of our photo shoots. Uh, he's shot, he, he actually, Josh and their drummer, Joe shot the 50, 50 music video uh really so yeah those, yeah yeah they're they're great guys i love them. that's yeah. so cool that's i love that connection because i i mean i've been on a huge magnolia park kick like back on my bullshit like i i play like it's it's on my like most oh dude i love their song songs. tonight their song tonight is a banger i was just listening to it before we got on this call they're they're uh, the, the how the how how halloween ep or halloween, halloween mixtape mix is yeah fire like yeah dude uh, they, uh no, that's so cool that's so cool yeah i'm actually going to see them uh on friday because they're on tour with mayday parade and so i'm i'm gonna go to the orlando date josh is um, hooking me up so that's, <laughs> that's sick i'm trying to see him here in dallas so so i took photos of magnolia park when they played on silent night here oh yeah really yeah dude, so the i love them they uh they were so good live and they had that song with Jake Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Jake Hill was out on Silent Night. So they were able to do that song together. It was just, it's just cool. It's just, it's kind of That's a small awesome. world. I love it. But anyways. Yeah, dude, I... <laughs> ah, where was I? Yeah. Sorry. Sidebar. <laughs> totally worth yeah. it though. Uh, where was I? Shit. <laughs> uh, we were talking about oh, yeah, how, Josh. Uh, came yeah, out. Josh did the feature. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was awesome. Sold out. Um oversold out since there was no promoter we kind of got to like pocket all of the money which was also nice Uh, (laughs) uh, we had some like exclusive merch and that kind of like really lit a fire under us that um play like our first show since covid was a sold out show Mm -hmm. um and the last show we did before covid lockdown was like to 20 people so it really was like validating in the sense that like we put in so much work during the no shows era mm-hmm. of COVID uh, to yeah. really get our name out there. And, and re- that show was, was so like, so validating for us to just to, cause you see numbers online, but that's not really like tangible but to like get up on that stage after almost two years of not doing any shows and seeing all these people come out that discovered us online during the pandemic and it, it just made it all worth it, man. And it was awesome. Um, probably. Well, I feel like, of- I feel like a lot of people took the, a lot of bands took the time during 2020 to like focus on writing, on producing, um, you know, you know, I have buddies that literally were like, well, we're not playing shows. Let's fly up to Ohio and and record some music with uh, Nick Ingram, who's a big producer up there. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of bands, Boys of Fall, who I just interviewed last week, which you're going to love that episode. Great episode. Great guys. They, they talk about some really just kind of, you know, their, their distance album. If you've not heard it, it's it's so good. So after this call, check out the distance album by Boys of Fall. But, you know, they talked about how they took you know, the time to focus on 
writing an album that they could be proud of that, you know, they weren't going to leave the studio until they felt like that, that was, that was it. And, and Mike, their lead singer is like, we left that studio and I knew we had the best album that we'd ever written. Like it, check. Is that album out right yeah, Right now? Mm-hmm. It's out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it came out. It came out in 2020. Oh, okay. 2020, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think they started writing it um, in probably 18, 19, I think they said. So it had been a long time that they were, they were working on this album. And um, but yeah, it's out now. I think it did come out in 2020 and it's, it's great. Um, But no, I mean, to the, the point I'm trying to make is that people in bands were like, if we can't tour and we can't go, do these things and we're gonna we're gonna sit here and actually focus on writing music that we we love and we enjoy and that we know that people other people will enjoy too yeah dude i think there's like a you know i'm not gonna say covid was a blessing in disguise but there is like somewhat of a silver lining there um that it really forced people to to kind of get creative and to kind of get outside their comfort zone of what a band is supposed to be doing when they, when you mm-hmm. take away the main thing, which is performing a show. Um, like I'll, I'll tell you straight up that I don't think I would have spent half as much time as I did kind of studying like marketing. Um, if I didn't feel the need to as mm-hmm. much as I had to, when we were, especially when we were locked down, like I did not want to be stagnant, like, like, getting stagnant with this project ever if I ever feel like that like it stresses me out so I was kind of studying marketing more so just to make myself not go insane so um I think that there's a lot of I mean and don't nobody cancel me or take this the wrong way (laughs) but I think that there was some a lot of good that came out of being forced to be isolated like that no I hey dude I'm right there with you I I feel like you know as terrible as COVID was for a lot of people in the world in general, and I think we can both agree that it was there. There were some there were some blessings in disguise. Uh, blessings in disguise. One of those being I get to work from home for ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> so many jobs you realize that they can be done from home and are still being done from home to this day. Yeah, like, and yeah. I'll I'll never have to go back to an office for as long as I'm with this company. So I'm just like, That's all right, awesome. cool. So that was like quality of life increased, you know, because I can yeah, wake man. up right across the hall and then walk over here and then I'm at work, you know, um, the, the, the time that it gave people back to, you know, and that's, there's also a negative there, right? A lot of people got like, what's that, that term, um, where you're just like, like cabin like fever. A, there you go. Yeah. Like a lot of people got cabin fever where it's just like, I need to go do something, but you can't, I, that happened to me. Cause like I was living in a small apartment at the time and dude, it was so hard to just be like, what am I going to do today? Like, it's like a Saturday or it's like, I can't do yeah, anything. Dude. Everything shut down. And it's like, well, I guess I'll go, I don't know, do something. Yeah, dude, <laughs> It was I just so hard, you know, it really taught me how to appreciate the little things that I used to take for granted um Mm -hmm. like uh you know like kind of just like sitting on the back porch looking at the trees drinking coffee and listening to a podcast or something like Mm -hmm. that 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 felt like such a luxury at that point that and 
And I kind of came out of that whole thing, like with a much bigger appreciation for the little things. Yeah. And, and I felt like I was more at peace with myself. You know, I had so much time to like not have to worry about anything and just relax. And I came out of that, like I had so much time, like, and I think a lot of people will say the same, that I had so much time with myself where I didn't mm-hmm. have to worry about my work schedule and this and that, and how if I'm going to get enough sleep tonight to yeah. just like really kind of think through all of the things, you know, I hadn't had that much time to myself since I was five years old. Like, so <laughs> I really, I think I, I kind of had time to properly sit down and think things through and mm-hmm. come out of it a much more like peaceful person. You um, mentioned, you mentioned uh, like, you know, it stresses you out when you feel like you're stagnant. That happens to me literally all the time, you know, with, with, like with coffee and sugar, right? Like we've had our trials and tribulations over the last like year or so um, with mm-hmm. Instagram, you know, basically like shutting us down and being the way they were being. And we were like, well, you know, we had to, we had to pivot a lot. And, you know, there have been times where I'm just like, all right, I don't, I don't like this just coasting that we're doing. Like, I need, yeah. I need some sort of up and I'm, I'm right there with you. So I, I did the same thing. I was like marketing. That's, that's how you, that's how you grow. Yeah, man. And, 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 and you know what, what Josh and Magnolia Park have done so well is their marketing like on TikTok and you know, it's like their music is so interesting and, and unique. Oh yeah. Like, dude. And their mark, that whole marketing thing too. Like that is a hundred percent them. Like they're signed to management and record label now. But the reason they got those is because of what they were able to do on their own. And mm-hmm. I have so much respect for them. And I think that there is so much that that we as smaller bands should be learning from them. And mm-hmm. we should be keeping an eye on them. Not just in terms of like how good their music is, but how those dudes run their band. And yeah. like, I'm not going to give away all their secrets, but as someone who knows some of those guys personally, and I have for years, like, I know like how tight of a unit those guys are and how they run their band and how they, you know, how they write songs. I mean, they have six songwriters in that band, you know, not Mm -hmm. everyone's going to get their voice heard the most all the time. And I really respect those guys and how they can kind of put ego aside for the better of the, the project, you know, I have nothing but respect for those guys, dude. It's something that really inspires me uh, to take in the Ivy paint. Um, you know, I have to sometimes remember what my, what my place is in Ivy Paint, you know, because I'm not the lead singer uh, sometimes, you know, but I care about the band as much as the lead singer. So when you have a drummer who's not the lead singer and the lead singer and they you both have good ideas and, you know, you got to remember that you both, even if you have different opinions, you know, you're not fighting with each other because you hate each other. You both care and you, mm-hmm. you know, you both care about the band. And as long as you can remember that, you know, I kind of yeah. went on a tangent a little bit. No, but. no, I, I feel, I feel that though. I'm a drummer, uh, you know, at heart. Uh, I know you, you might, my guitar here, but like I, I, <laughs> I was in high school. I played the drums all throughout and um, that was, that was my thing. But like when you're the, you're the back man, right? Like you're just back there doing your thing. And you know, you got the front man who is, it's who everyone has their eyes on and everything. I, I, yeah. I get it. You know, um, communication is key <laughs> when you're in yeah. a band and, and if, yeah, if everyone's not on the same page, then, uh, you know, you gotta sort that shit out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone, I feel like everybody kind of, 
you know, it's a, it's like a family, you know, you, you fight with your family, but you got to learn how to communicate and work through things. Um, honestly, this is kind of jumping forward a little bit in the timeline, but having a manager now really helps that, um, having that third party kind of, um, keeping people account, holding people accountable in the band for what they need to be getting done. Because before we had a manager, I will kind of say that I kind of took that behind the scenes manager role in terms of scheduling and emails and Mm -hmm. making sure that Christian's doing what he needs to be doing at home. And Sean's doing what he needs to be doing as far as writing or posting this, that, whatever. Um, But as someone who's been in a lot of bands, not just Ivy paint, I can say that when you have, band members trying to hold each other accountable that can cause tension because you can because everyone in the band has an ego that's just the thing yeah like yeah. you know like so you're gonna be like well why should i listen to you you're you're an you're my equal you know you're not the mm-hmm. boss of me you're my equal so yeah. and uh so you're gonna be more inclined sometimes to not listen to that person um right. so to have them have a, a manager someone that's not in the band like kind of holding everyone accountable so that you know band members aren't pissing each other off is very, has been very, very beneficial. And uh, it, it also just takes a lot of the workload off of us so that, you know, we can focus on what we need to be doing mm-hmm. and not like trying to figure out if, and if we worded an email correctly <laughs> all the yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. do you guys have a management through like a, like a, like a, an agency or is it someone that you guys, um um, locally like how do you get how do you guys go about that uh so our manager it's a singular guy his name is nathan darmody um he used to play in a band called all-star weekend i don't know if you know oh yeah yeah i know who they are they were like on the disney channel back in the day yeah 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 so he's our manager um and uh, having him as our manager is also beneficial in the sense that um as much as he is a manager and understands how to be a manager, he was also in a famous touring band. So he understands our yeah. point of view on things and what we might be going through. Um, yeah. And so he's not just going to force us into things for money and paychecks because he is, has also been in our shoes as band members. Right. So it's good. To, I think it's really been beneficial to have someone who understands how to wear both hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nothing but respect for him. He actually just flew in the town because he lives out in California he flew into Orlando last week to see us perform at our Aww. latest show. Yeah, it was awesome. And we actually went to his Airbnb and wrote a song with him. And it was awesome. What? That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I hope we end up using it. It's because, yeah, we already have all of our songs done for this, this coming year. Uh, but mm-hmm. we we're already writing for 2023. That's cool so. that, you know, that's how you know he cares, right? Like he wants to see you guys be successful. I mean, that says a lot you know, me being like yeah, a, yeah. a third party perspective on it. Like, I feel like that says a lot. My buddies um, who you guys have probably heard me mention tons of times uh, in Archetypes Collide, they, yeah, they have a, their manager is uh, Thomas Sketches, who is the manager for Beartooth. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then that, also that. Ashi Bishar, the basis of Beartooth is also managing them. And so the, the the point you made about being in their shoes like ashi gets it tom may have not been in a band but he's been managing bands and has been in the network for however long and so like 
those two powerhouses working together to get these guys to where they need to be. That's what, that's what it's all about. Like that's what a manager should do. And, you know, support like the fact that the guy flew out all the way to Florida from LA to see you guys perform and you guys wrote a song with him. Like that's, I bet that was the best day in the world for you guys. Dude, especially for me, like uh, I can definitely confidently say that out of everyone in our band, I was the biggest all-star weekend fan back in the day. Uh, so I'm just, I, we're leaving the Airbnb to go to the show and I'm riding in his rental car with him, with, with Nathan, our manager, just me and him. I'm sitting there and he's telling me these, like these stories about his all-star weekend days and his Disney channel days and who he dated from the Disney channel and XYZ. And I'm just sitting there like, like, is this like really happening right now? Like go like, so kind of like the Kellen Quinn thing, like go tell mm-hmm. Jason 11 years ago that one of these guys that you were doing drum covers with or two <laughs> in your garage that now that he's going to be your fucking manager someday. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, it was one, another like pinch me moment, like the Kellen Quinn mm-hmm. thing. Well, how did you guys, um, how did you guys find it? I mean, obviously you know who he was, but how did the opportunity come to be where he would be able to manage you guys? Twitter. Literally, I com- I think it was like I posted a link to our melatonin music video on one of his Twitter posts and the rest was history. And we just originally he wanted to like write with us. And I was like, I was asking him for advice one day on something and he's offering me this advice, which evolved into him like helping shape things. It was around the time that we were putting Summer Soundwave Fest together, our first show back. Uh-huh. um and I, I, six months later we're signing management contracts with him so that's so just, cool dude the power yeah, of social man. media man like dude without social media this band would be nowhere mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, it's crazy you know that so you know for example it's like i don't know if you saw i don't know if you're following my personal or or not but yeah I, no i am yep. you are okay so probably Back in early January, I think, maybe late December, after On Silent Night, um, Kellen and Sleep with Sirens performed, and uh, you know, I took photos of them, and, and I shared some photos on Instagram, and like, you know, a few of them, uh, you know, put them on their story and stuff like that, which was super dope. Oh, sick! And and, and there was a photo that I took of Kellen. It was like a black and white kind of silhouette kind of photo and he had posted it on twitter and and i had sent the photos to him like i was like hey here you get here's the dropbox you know i sent it uh to them and and i was like you guys do whatever you want with it like great show kind of thing that's just kind of what we do as photographers and i i i didn't see kellen share anything but a few of the other guys did and i was like that's cool like kellen you know it's kellen right um he chooses what he uh he does and my buddy sent me a screenshot of a tweet that kellen made where kellen had used my photo and i was like oh that's dope he like he shared on twitter so i i i tweeted at under that post i was like hey thanks for sharing one of my photos i really appreciate it glad you liked it and then i kid you not he responded he's like this photo is awesome thanks so much and then he hit me with the follow Dude, that, that's so, dude, that's what I was telling you in the last podcast when we submitted our song to him to potentially do a feature. He got back to us in like five minutes. Yeah. Like, 
he's so like dude that dude is so like just genuine down to earth like no rock star in that guy at all like yeah he's so dope that's so dope dude that's that's it, awesome it, the same same concept like you tell me like you know back in 2012 when he was my man crush monday every single week uh <laughs> that he would fault he would share my photo and follow me on twitter i would be like nah <laughs> and so it's just, exactly man. you know it's those moments where you're just like damn like is this happening like did that just happen yeah it did like life is real <laughs> dude i feel like as i start to get a little older i start to realize that certain things when i was a kid that i thought were completely unattainable actually aren't as unattainable there you still have to work hard but they're not as unattainable as you might think they are you know mm-hmm. what i mean like these things can happen if you put in the work and do a good job at what you do like right. obviously kellen would not have shared your photo if you weren't good at what you do um you know so you know i appreciate that <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. you got it you're, you're kick ass and obviously he wouldn't have beat said yes to featuring on our song if you didn't like the song like right just keep working hard at your craft and as and you can you can actually achieve what you want to achieve yeah no for sure it's uh i was talking i had an interview just earlier with a guy from a band called in dying arms the their lead singer orion and we were kind of talking about that same thing and uh how just be a good person like egos aside you know the music industry has enough uh egos uh all wrapped up into it to where you know it it only complicates and makes you look like an asshole and if everyone's trying to help everyone we all move forward kind of thing right yeah um there's always going to be those those ones but that's fine if if the majority are just decent people then you know it works it's the same thing we're talking about how like you got the bands and the artists and the musicians over here in this community and then you have like everyone that puts on all the tours, the roadies, the, the, the hands, the, the techs that are doing all of that stuff on tours. And you have, you know, media press, you know, photographers, videographers and all that stuff. Like it's, there's so many different communities wrapped up in, in the, the music industry. And, you know, there's just no space for egos and being an asshole and trying to push people aside to get ahead. It really doesn't help you because if you're burning bridges along the way, then you're really you're only setting yourself up to fail kind of thing, you know, dude, Finn McKenzie on YouTube. I don't know if you watched the punk Love that NBA. guy, dude. He's oh, one of my dreams is to just be, have him mention our band name, but, um, <laughs> uh, he, he, he keeps, he does all in all these pop punk, you know, like new pop punk videos that he talks about. He, mm-hmm. he always says a rising tide lifts all boats. And so I, and I like live by that now. Like I, instead of like, you know, getting jealous of say Magnolia Park, which maybe old Jason would have. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of look at that as like a good thing for everyone. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. like, don't be an asshole, be nice to everyone because at the end of the day, if, if one person wins, we all kind of win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you're the asshole, then no one's going to want you in their club when everyone's succeeding. <laughs> so. Right. Exactly. I love, I love McKinty. He, he, uh, his podcast is great and uh he's oh yeah he's brought on so many people that i'm just like i want to i want to do that one day so dude did you listen to the one with uh nick from sleeping with sirens no oh dude it's such a good episode though that one and the one with mod son are two like just fantastic i recommend them i will i will definitely give those a listen that mod son one bro i'd be tearing up literally 
Really? It, it was it was emotional, dude. I, oh, in a good way, like happy tears. So like, Maud's son is an interesting one. Not to go on a tangent, but I saw Maud's son for the first time in twenty two thousand and ten. Um, wow! Over ten years ago, he was opening up a hardcore show where. Uh, I think it was like we came as Romans. Um, Breathe Carolina. Was he with uh, Scary Kids, Scaring Kids at the time? Was he drumming for them at the time? No, this was his DJ stuff. Like he was. Oh, okay, okay. He was doing his DJ stuff at this time, and I was just like, "Who's Mod's son?" And so, like you know, at the time, I think he had like a couple popular songs, and then I just forgot about him. I had no like reason to follow Mod's son. And then all of a sudden, Mod, Mod Sun's p- pairing up with Black Bear, Avril Lavigne, like yeah, dude, Feldman, <laughs> all those guys, dude. I'm like, oh shit, uh, this guy had a comeback, and <laughs> no, Mod Sun's great, and he has a great voice too. Like, I wish he would have yeah, sang dude. more back in the day, or at least maybe maybe he did, and I just I just wasn't vibing to it. I don't know, it was. And he's just such like, he just seems like such a positive guy too. Mm-hmm. Like you listen to him talk in interviews and I'm like, dude, I want that dude to like talk to my children someday. <laughs> like he's, he just seems like such a genuinely nice guy. And I, you know, you know, being a, being a kick-ass rock star is one thing, but you know, I like people that are nice guys in the, yeah, in the yeah. rock scene you know let the music be what's tough but be be cool (laughs) yeah definitely comeback of the century like or the decade oh yeah dude uh what a what a thing is like he should be he should be like dead right now if you've listened to some of his stories about the things that he's done to Mm. his body and stuff like that like he's one of the lucky ones that made it out of that so because he was not in a good place a couple years ago apparently music he's just one example that's a whole that's another side of the music industry that I feel like I feel like people don't talk enough about you know and maybe yeah. it's not as prevalent nowadays but I mean I'm sure it's it's still uh, you know a thing that people struggle with and and whatnot so um yeah Mod Sun's pretty great so gearing back a little bit towards the time frame between we last talked. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been cool to watch you guys on social media. It's, it's, I feel like there's been just a solid progression of, you know, not just music and, and stuff, but like the quality that you guys are putting out like that, the music video for bugging out that you guys put out. Fantastic. Great. Thank you. I, I, very well produced. Um, it looked like a, like a film, like music video. Um, I, I was, Thank I you, was, man. I was very impressed by that. And it's, it's, it's shit like that, that really helps set you apart from just being a band to being a band. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Thank you so much. That means a lot. There's, there's a Um, transition that you guys, not a transition, but like, I mean, yes. Yeah. I guess the transition that you guys did from uh, where Sean was like walking out of the house and then it like panned and then there's the band and he like gets on the mic and he starts, I was like, that's creative. Like I, I, that's something I remember you know watching that like that was that was cool dude that clip too i chopped that clip up clip up and put it on my my personal tiktok and it got like like ten thousand views overnight or something and i've never got more than like 300 (laughs) views on my personal tiktok so i was like this is sick that yeah dude uh yeah shout out to uh santico media 
who uh, he did our melatonin music video as well. And he did this, uh, this uh, bugging out video. And that dude just is one of the most professional people you'll ever work with. But he's also one of the nicest. He has like, he brings up like a full film crew with him for mm-hmm. his work. And he, I, I will never want to stop working with him. If our videos continue to come out right. um, the way they do, uh, I bet that's, that is a hundred percent. I mean, we came up with the concept, but um, it takes an army, uh, Santa Comedia's army to bring that to mm-hmm. life. So shout no, out to him hundred percent. So I, I have to, I have to know. So like this, uh, this house that you guys filmed in, whose house is that? Um, it is one Mr. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but it is one Mr. Christian Wheeler's family's house, our guitar player. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, like beautiful. Yeah, and, you get uh, lost in there, man. Great place to film a music video, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. Um, Sean actually had to go over there one uh with the with our director for the video, uh, when Christian wasn't even home and walk around the house in the dark to <laughs> with flashlights while the dogs are barking to map out the whole video because we kind of did it in that like one take yeah. kind of-esque style and we had to map the whole thing out in the dark which I think is pretty funny I wish I was there for that <laughs> but, that's cool yeah. no it's a great video came out really really well um and so that that was the most recent thing you guys put out right like yeah we uh uh I guess I can say this here now, our next one, I don't know when this is coming out, but our next single and video will be out on March 25th. Um, okay. And we are kind of trying to really stay consistent. Uh, as opposed to last year, we were kind of recording song by song and putting them out as we were recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason that we took longer in between putting songs out this time between like Dynamite cover and bugging out is that we were trying to get everything done at one and before putting the first one out um mm-hmm. so we're gonna try to put out music every two months for the entire there you year. go that's a they, that's a that's a solid strategy um you know when when my buddies um <laughs> archetypes collide when i the only reason i i reference them all the time because i see the inside of them yeah man you're close to the, pro- the process so yeah. i get to i get to kind of see the process from afar which is super dope because i would i wouldn't know anything yeah. you know from like marketing a band and all that stuff um yeah, but they reference away know, they 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 filmed everything they recorded everything before they put out their first single which i was like that's smart because all the work is done and you get to see the fruits of your labor get you know listened to and watched and, and all that stuff and you don't have to be like all right now we have to get this done before the next one yeah, that's you're not same, rushing as much. Exactly. And that's that's the same thing we did with this. Uh, what I did this season with the podcast was I I was kind of recording, putting out, finding a guest, recording, putting it out. And it, it, it was a lot. So what I did this time around is like, I'm going to schedule out 10 bands, artists in the month of February and get it all recorded and then release. And I, I don't want to wait so long to, to release. So like, boys of fall i recorded in this past week but like i'm putting it out but it's it's like the i don't know there's some hype behind boys of fall right now so i'm like yeah that one out there's some hype behind in dying arms so i just interviewed like i want to get that one out um but it takes me not too long to put it together but it's like having to find artists 
when you're still in the middle of the season is kind of one yeah. of those things I wanted to avoid this time around. So I got them all scheduled and it's like, all right, cool. I don't have to worry about reaching out to any bands until like the next season. And then we can, you know, focus on what we're doing these next 10 episodes. So, um, yeah, I think we're both learning as we go here. (laughs) Exactly. I, I I don't know anyone else that runs a podcast, so I'm just kind of like figuring it out as I go. And, uh, I mean, it's been fun, you know, we're doing more video, uh, versus doing it through discord. (laughs) you know what i mean oh yeah Uh, are you gonna put the video out on like youtube or anything you know it's it's right now i'm i'm open to doing that we're gonna put the boys of fall one out we're gonna put the undying arms one out at that point i feel like we just should put them all out so if you're cool you have my consent to use my face if you want to all right cool if you're cool with it and i like you know i have like my my studio lights and my idea my mirrorless camera just you know i gotta add to the uh I got my pop tarts and yeah. I got, uh, I got my there boxes go. and my, my Funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good. That's my, that's my decor. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? But yeah, <laughs> so we, I like you, we can talk forever. Uh, we just go on tangents, but, uh, I'm all about it. That's uh, what this is all about. Yeah, man. But, uh, yeah. T- uh, song every other month, mm-hmm. all of, uh, 2022, basically. That's great. Um, so like we have took, you recorded a song every other month for the whole year of 2022? Uh yeah, so basically we have every song pretty much done except for the last one that'll come out towards December. So mm-hmm. we're not in like a huge rush. Right. Um whereas right. opposed to last year we were like trying to just get them all done as soon as we were going to put them out. Um like but I mean like bugging out um initially was like the the initial first ideas of that were like come up with before 5050 was even released so we've been sitting on bugging Mm. out for a long time um and we've also taken many different writing approaches this time around whereas in the past it's kind of like sean kind of structuring the main idea of the song on like acoustic guitar campfire style and mm-hmm. bringing it to us and then us kind of just filling in our own parts. Um, but we've taken, you know, many different approaches. I would say Bugging Out's probably the one that was written in the similar way that we would write older songs. Um, but I mean, there's like, there's like a song called Mood Ring that we have coming out this summer with a feature on it. Um, nice. That is like, we, we co-wrote it with uh, Marco, the guy that was helping us out for a second in his studio. We mm-hmm. And we like demoed out the whole thing in like six hours and like a day from scratch. Like there were so many like creative juices flowing that mm-hmm. day between me. It was me, Sean and Marco that were in the room that day. And just I was sitting on the electronic drum set and we had the keyboard and everything plugged in and just like spitting ideas out. I'm really excited for people to hear that song because it's definitely like, the most like out of left field like different thing we've ever done i think another thing that's cool about these songs is not only are we trying to not um repeat necessarily the same sound that we did on the blue light ep but we're not even we're trying to make even the songs within this new ep sound completely different from one another so as you as you probably should you know it's it's one of those things and uh 
I love the crossover of the topics that I talk about with people because like, this is so relevant. I just talked about this a couple hours ago where, you know, Orion and who's in, in dying arms, he's just like, you know, we've put out, he, they're, they're a death metal band, essentially. I mean, um, heavy scream, you know, uh, screams and, and, and everything. And he was like, this music that we're about to put out is so good. He's like, He's like, I'm so hyped for it. It's, you know, it's not out of like our scope, but it's not like anything that we've put out before. And I'm like, hell yeah. And he actually sent me the, uh, the music video uh, for it that hasn't been released yet. And I was just like, nice. dude, hell yeah. Like I, that's, that's exciting. Like that is a repeatable song. And I'm not a death metal guy. Like I'm, I can listen to it, but I'm not, it's not my go-to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like that song, that song, I was like, I can listen to that over and over. Um, uh, Have you ever heard of the band wage war? They're another, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So they're very, very wage war esque and uh, wage war is killing it right now. So I'm like, dude, that's, that's going to garner some attention. And, and so it, 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 that's the thing. It's like, if you do the same thing over and over and over, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to lead to much because people get bored of things so easily. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it, a, it's just, it's, it's hard though, because you also don't want to go too far to the point where people are like, this isn't the band that I know and love either. That's true. Yeah. That's very so, true. It's about figuring out that fine line. This is kind of the main topic of conversation we've been having amongst ourselves with writing these new songs. Is like, how do we evolve the band, not do the same thing that we've done before, but still sound like Ivy Paint at the same time? Mm-hmm. That is such a challenge. You know, because yeah. obviously we all listen to so many different types of music. I mean, Christian... I guarantee you could talk to you about wage war for hours. Um, and then like me and Sean are like, Sean listens to a lot of indie stuff as well. I'm more like Paramore, like mm-hmm. old, like kind of like mid to late 2000s pop punk. Sean's yeah. kind of like the 2010s pop punk. Um, you know, we all kind of like similar, but different. Uh, so, I mean, we could kind of, if we wanted to do anything, because we have different people in this band that can bring in any different type of influence. Yeah. Um, but where it's just trying to, I think that we've pulled it off. Um, I think that like bugging out is a good example of the band evolving, but still sounding like us at the same time. You know, we've never, re- other than that little rap section in Melatonin, we've never experimented with using like, trap beats or yeah or like synthesizers but we didn't want to go too far to where it was like the main focal point of the song because mm-hmm. then that could be too far so it's about yeah. sprinkling those new textures in while still staying true to what we are right um, and it took a, it took a minute to get there mm-hmm. um and a lot of debating and disagreeing to be honest with you and i feel like stuff out. I, I don't, I'm, I'm making a, a solid guess here, but I feel like to be able to differentiate for outside of what you guys had been doing or what a band does and has been doing is kind of finding that one similarity in like every song that you've ever put out 
It's like, what is that one thing that makes Ivy paint Ivy paint? And let's make sure that that's always in a song. And we always, we always go back to that, but we try these things over here and and over here that kind of pique the interest of like, Oh, I liked that. Like, I want to hear that more. But again, this is still Ivy Paint, and I can remember that this yeah, is Ivy Paint I mean, because of that. I can explain to you what that is for us, um, because I can tell you on this next song, I mean, on this next EP, we have some of the poppiest tracks we've ever put out, like, let's mm-hmm. say, Mood, Mood Ring uh, and Buggin' Out. We have a song called Bedheads, which is definitely a more classic sounding Ivy Paint song definitely could have been on like the first ivy paint ep we have a song called quincy which is like the heaviest ivy paint song we've ever put out like mm-hmm. like sean's going sean goes like oh Corey taylor on you for a second but then it also goes from that to like this like trap emo rap thing like um but the one thing that makes ivy paint ivy paint is obviously there's only gonna be guitars and um is the the layering of Sean's vocals and having him like harmonize um, with himself, like just the stacked harmonies, almost like if you isolate the sh- like Sean's vocals and it's just like layers and layers of Sean's vocals in different mm. ranges. It's like, it sounds like a boy band almost. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's kind of our thing is like the, the rock music with the pop vocals mm-hmm. and, and having like, four different Sean's singing in on different, in different, you know, levels, high, low, blah, 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 layering it. Um, That's something that I don't think we're ever going to do without unless it's some like super stripped back thing or something. But yeah, uh, I think that as long as we keep out Sean's uh, kind of vocal effects and stuff the same, it will still sound like Ivy paint. And then with with that, we can kind of go here, here, here. Yeah, here. exactly. No, that's something that's, we've talked about a lot. Well, that's, I mean, I feel like that's what every, every band or any artist has to do. It's, you know, what is it that people fell in love with? You know, you guys obviously are, are, are moving up and, and creating things that people are continuing to enjoy but every artist needs to ask themselves like what's that thing that people do like about us and how do we keep that repeatable but also not become stale and you know stagnant in our sound and you know my 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 buddies they they went from this sound which was was fine for like a post-hardcore band um to an ep that was like leagues ahead but you knew it was still them i was like okay you know because their songwriting is just i really enjoy it and 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 they've just put out like a a set of singles over the last year or so that Mm -hmm. are all different but you can still tell it's them and that's why i'm like you guys are doing it very well like it's like you're finessing your music to to fit into these different lanes that you would normally like you know, kind of, I guess, move towards, but you're like poking them and, and you're, that's what you're doing to keep people interested in, in what you're doing. And, and they're, they're currently in o- Ohio right now working and, and, and writing music. And so, you know, I just, I can't wait to see what they're going to put out there. But again, to that point, it's, you know, that thing, and you just got to keep, make sure that that it stays in every single yeah, song or track that you put out. Dude, the bands that can like 
that learn that know how to tastefully evolve their band um, are the ones that I think are going to have longevity because mm-hmm. you you can make two mistakes as a band really when you're putting out albums you can change too much and piss everyone off or you can do the same thing over and over and over again and bore everyone yeah um and so figuring out how to tastefully evolve your band i just i love using the career i I know they're kind of canceled but i love using the career of all-time low as a perfect example of their first record sounds nothing like their eighth record but it's the same band mm-hmm. and you can tell um, a band that I would say kind of isn't that good at that, but I still have this record. It's like yeah, most of the Mayday Parade albums kind of all sound the same. So I mm-hmm. kind of can just pick and choose which ones I like because I can't even tell which album they're from. Cause yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you have well, the thing about you know, Mayday though, is like Mayday early May Day to now May Day, there, there is a difference, right? You know, yeah. different different singers. Um, and I don't know why the name of the original singer is escaping me. He went off and did Go Radio. Um, Jason Lancaster. Jason Lancaster, yeah. Yeah, he's actually Love- right around around here. He lives here. Oh, yeah. really? Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I like- met his mom at a Starbucks. <laughs> but yeah, I dug- but- sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like, it's like Jason Lancaster in early May Day is is not the same as like recent May Day, but I love recent May Day and I love old May Day. So like they accomplished what they, they needed to because we oh, still yeah. enjoy it. But um that's my point is thing. more so just like yeah. with May Day, I think like whenever you they're they're putting out an album, it's kind of like you already know. Yeah, it. oh yeah, totally, totally. It's like a band uh uh do you know the band We Came as Romans? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So they're that band, right? Where it's like, when they say they're putting out a new album, you already know what to expect. You know, like yeah. they're 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 at that point where it's like, all right, we came with Romans is putting out a new album, awesome. I know what it's going to sound like to an extent. They may do some some different things, but I I love we came with Romans, um, and every album I've always enjoyed. But it's like, that's a different way to go about it but they're still relevant and they're doing something that's continuing to keep people around. You mentioned longevity. Bring me the horizon. Dude. Um, oh, just so I, good. So good. I, how they can go from what they were to who they are now and being one of the top rock bands in the world, you know, is because they were, they were, they were a warp tour band doing death metal music. You know, you don't, you just, you don't, you don't see that going for a longevity career, right? Um, yeah, yeah. In the moment that they put out, that's the spirit. It, it, it went this way, but it was the best decision I think they could have ever made as a band. Dude, the, the thing that I think is what is what's so great about them is they're not like the reason that they're so good is that they're not always on top of the trends. They're the trend setters. Yeah. They're always like a year and a half ahead of whatever sound later on becomes popular. Mm-hmm. I think that every rock band nowadays, like like hard rock band is just now catching up with what they were doing on that spirit. Yeah. And they're already like past mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like 
that's that's and that's why that band is going to be around forever because they set trends yeah no they they crush it they crush it like their 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 recent single die for you i was telling orion dude so good i i listen to that on repeat and like i'll get in the car with my wife and she's like you're listening to this again i'm like yes i am (laughs) it's just it's just the melody like i don't they crafted that song so well and that's that's beautiful songwriting like dude i think those guys are and the 1975 are the two most influential bands of the past 10 years like i love the 1975 19 i feel like the 1975 has like influenced so many indie bands like that are dude not uh, even indie bands they've influenced they've influenced punk bands in certain ways they've influenced indie bands they've influenced straight up pop music yeah like they 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 have reached every corner of the music industry in some way and Mm -hmm. like they're you might not always be able to tell right off the bat but they i personally think that those guys are going to be looked back as like legends 20 years from now for really changing like music culture like, there's nothing there's nothing that sounds like them and, and they're very similar to the, the the point that we made about bring me the horizon is no one sounds like bring me the horizon bring me the horizon is yeah. bring me the horizon <laughs> you know they're their own sound <laughs> yeah we i talked about this before um it, with uh the band issues you know tyler carter's mm-hmm. old band right you know before yeah. tyler got canceled um they created a genre of their own at, within the like the post-hardcore scene like yeah no one was doing what issues did and then people started doing it they set that trend and they were continuing to scale it and do different things with a bunch of different baselines that sky accord was doing it was just it was great and then unfortunately it got canceled and issues is no longer but you know it's just one of those so it's like you can do something like that and like disrupt like the music scene that you're in bro like people will see it and people will notice it you know that's why i like magnolia park like I've never yeah, heard man. anybody like them, dude. I, I mean, I'd love to get Josh on here to chat with him about that. Cause like, that, I feel like that'd just be a dope ass conversation, you know? Dude, just DM him. Uh, if anything, I'll text him. I was talking to him earlier today. Bro, <laughs> okay. High key. If, if we could do that, that I honestly, that'd be so dope. Cause like they're doing something so cool. Like I will fit them into this season. If, if we can make it happen. Yeah, dude, I'm going to see him on Friday because I'm going to see them at House Blues. So I'll, I'll talk to him for you. Yeah. Hell Shoot yeah. me a text I'm... on Friday, remind me. <laughs> oh, I don't got your I number, got you, but I'll man. DM you. <laughs> oh, yeah, DM me, whatever. <laughs> whatever, man. Uh, I'm on Instagram more than I'm texting anyway. So. <laughs> I mean, fair, dude. So totally same. If it's not coffee and sugar, it's my own. If it's not my own, it's my, my photography stuff. Like, it's just, yeah. I just cycle through. But, um, but yeah, no, like, back to y'all's music it's like if what you guys are getting ready to put out is going to be like a disruptor and 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 what your scene is that's going to be that's going to be huge for you guys and we will continue to support you guys and share your music um you just let us know thanks man <laughs> i'll uh you know what i'm gonna send you some some stuff early and let you hear it and check it out i want to know what you think i don't Hell know what yeah you think. Uh, i love that and, uh, i love that we uh we actually are doing a couple features on some upcoming songs too. I can't say who it is, but we we have one tour booked for this summer. We have another potential second tour that's not officially booked yet, yeah, but we're yeah. in talks. Um, and one of the bands that we're going on tour with, uh, you know, we're gonna say featuring this band, but it's really just a singer. Um, uh, it sounds 
epic. Uh, I'm going to send that to you. Uh, and then um, obviously we're going to where our next show actually is South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Um, I, I don't saw know. that. I saw that. And I almost was just like, yo, I was going to DM either you or the band page. And I was like, if you guys roll through Dallas, let me come take some photos to you guys. And you guys head back, head down to, to Austin. But it's, I feel like it'd be way out of the way because Austin, Austin South. So I was like, ah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bug him with it, but um, that's awesome. Like that's, that's, that's huge. Uh, that's, Dude, that's props to great... our manager for that one. Honestly, <laughs> that's, that's like, awesome. that was like, awesome. that was like Nathan's kind of like first official thing as our manager. He actually booked that for us before we even signed the papers. Um, <laughs> and I, so I guess that was, Maybe that was a little bit of his strategy to get us to sign, but it worked. <laughs> um, the fact uh, that he wants to manage you guys, it says so much. Like it's, it's not just like you guys approached him and they're like, Hey, will you manage us? It's like, this guy, this guy sees it. And that's, yeah, that's like a boost of confidence. I feel like that I'd have if someone like, not, not, not necessarily sought us out. Like you got, you know, obviously you did like DM him or not. You tweeted at him, but like he saw that and he was like, yes you know like I, I, exactly I, I, yeah he, he, there was no like second guessing like he was like that seems like a great idea i'm gonna do that and now you guys are playing yeah, south you know oh uh, dude i can't wait like that's gonna be pretty much our first out of state show too we haven't oh, really you know because this band really got big not big but it did it's most of it's growing at a time when you couldn't play shows yeah so you know there before before 2020 we were we had 100 followers on instagram and we, mm -hmm. there was no opportunity for us to go play outside of florida <laughs> like mm -hmm. so i'm really excited and then a couple months after that we have our uh our first east coast tour uh nice. so we'll be going up i think as far as uh boston um i believe I, I have to check the routing but we're going all the way up the east coast for our first tour and then i think we're gonna hit like west coast second time around because we're mm -hmm. the, the potential second one yeah um so and i mean that's all we ever wanted to do with this band is mm -hmm. take the show on the road so yeah yeah it's happening this summer uh, so i'm pretty I, nervous I, about it oh i bet i mean I can only imagine tour is a, is a lot and you guys not having been on tour. It's you're it's going to be an experience I'm sure, but you know, you guys will want it to do yeah. well too. <laughs> you guys will be fine. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress it. Are you guys, is this, if, if you don't mind me asking, is it, are you guys opening or are you guys headlining? Is this your, your own headlining tour or are you guys opening? So yes and no, basically okay. we have, we have recruited a bigger band to mm -hmm. headline the tour, but we are kind of the ones pulling all the strings behind the scenes. Got it. Okay. So we, we kind of put it together. We call the shots. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we are deciding who is on the bill, who's not on the bill. And we have recruited another band to simply play after us and headline. <laughs> there you go. Got it. Okay. Which I think, which I think is kind of a smart move. I don't say yeah, myself no, for, for sure. Store. I mean, if, if you guys are going on your first tour, you, you obviously want to be playing with people that are going to bring people, right? Like, so exactly. I totally, I mean, you don't, you don't want to go out and be like, again, playing for like 20 people. You want, you want to play yeah. those, those shows where people are going to come out and um, 
even if they even if they are there for the headliner like they got to see you before they can see them (laughs) yeah we want to we our goal is to make more fans on this tour so exactly and that's what's i feel like that's what touring does like um, there have been many bands um that i'll you know that i've gone to go see at his they're the headliners that i end up discovering other bands i'm like oh i really like them and they're very similar to this band that i'm also here to see all right well got it dude i can't tell you how many times i can't tell you how many times i've discovered my favorite band for one of my favorite bands from seeing them open for someone else i mean Mm -hmm. i've seen all time low at 10 different times and each time they played they had five other bands opening for them that's Mm -hmm. how i've discovered state champs stand atlantic water parks uh let's see what else the summer set let's see what else i just countless bands at the main like and yeah. pretty much every yeah. band in that scene that i like i discovered seeing them open for all time well pierce the veil yeah. like dude i feel like i feel them. like magnolia park is gonna blow up on this run with mayday dude it's about to happen for them man like that's gonna be such a big one for them i mean everyone loves mayday dude like and yeah, those shows man. are gonna go fast and magnolia park being that little little logo on their flyer i feel like this tour is going to open them up to either, either put out a new album and, and, and then headline a tour for that album um, or, or open up for an even bigger act, you know, because they have that, that super unique sound that I feel like people are just going to really gravitate towards. Yeah, dude, those dudes fit in so many different boxes. So there's a lot of places for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's another thing that's very you know they're very smart in tapping yeah. into many different genres so they can reach a lot of different people yeah Just, i have nothing but good things to say about those dudes no that's that's cool man like that's and it's someone that you can also learn from too and and good you know mind uh good minds learn from each other and think alike and and all that stuff um i was gonna say you're talking about like touring and stuff uh is there is there a, a time that you guys would be coming to the dallas area uh, I don't know about Dallas yet. All I know is that we might, we could potentially hit Dallas. If we're going to hit Dallas, it would mm-hmm. be at the end of summer because okay. that's when our potential uh, second tour is. Mm-hmm. And that one is going kind of going all around, not just the East coast. So if we do yeah. it, it will be then, but yeah, that's not a sure thing yet. Right, because I know that a lot of tours that hit the West Coast either start or end, I say start or end, but Dallas is either at the beginning of the leg or the end of the leg. Um, Same with Florida for the East Coast. Really? Yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense because people either start at like Seattle and just like go down and then Dallas be kind of like that last stop because there's really nothing much after Dallas between Texas and really florida <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah like, yeah there's maybe atlanta i guess atlanta's there but i feel like that would be yeah. considered part of like an an east coast tour if you're gonna you're gonna be doing mm-hmm. that so yeah but no cool well keep me posted um i'd love to come out and take some photos of you guys i feel like it'd be you know one of those be like i've known these guys for a long time you know i yeah, interviewed them on the podcast kind of thing so dude uh, we will always have you out for free come on out like i love i love i I love i I want i want to see that friendship come full circle you know like kind of see meeting you guys on instagram and and you guys coming on our our new podcast and seeing where that 
kind of went and I mean, here we are now and we're doing it again. And I, I foresee Dude. some more, more episodes in the future. If you guys are obviously Absolutely. down for it. Dude, I've, I have made like, I was just going off on a tangent, but you reminded me of something. I, this band not only has it like, Oh, like given me so many musical opportunities, but I have made so many good friends through this band. Um, people I met at shows, even my girlfriend that I'm like madly in love with, I met her because Mm -hmm. she was like a fan of the band. Like, like I am so grateful to be in this band for so many different reasons. It's the best kind of music I'd ever want to make in my opinion. The guys in the band are my best friends and it has, it has just checked so many boxes in my life. Some people might not realize, but it has that I've never thought I would check already and we've mm-hmm. barely gotten started and and like obviously it led me to like my girlfriend and just I'm so happy to be here man <laughs> I could not awesome. ask for a better band to be in honestly so I <laughs> uh, dude you know life is what you make it at the end of the day if you if you don't do anything with your life then that's what your life is you know part of the reason that Morgan and I started coffee and sugar and and we probably talked about it when we first met of like what we wanted to kind of set out and do is the music world is huge. I mean, it's just, that's, that's the facts. And, you know, we're not the first person people to do a podcast about music. We're not the first people to try to create a publication to share music with other people. Like it's nothing new, but it's what we have, I think at an advantage is our interests because that's what makes us unique as a, as a, as a podcast, as a, a publication, um, you know, it's my interest and it's Morgan's interest as well as fam and Dylan's interest of music that we enjoy. And if people subscribe to that, then we've done our job, right? If, if people enjoy what we're putting out, the music that we're sharing, it ranges from, from the pop music that you hear on the radio to people you've never heard of in your life, right? Like if, if we like it, that's, that's what we're sharing. That's what coffee and sugar kind of is. And, and so um it's brought me a lot of joy in, in meeting people like you and, and other bands that I never would have ever thought about talking to on a, a podcast like this right yeah you know exactly I've made a ton of friends just just doing this you know you guys when we first met like we've been following you guys ever since and, and been able to watch your your journey which has been awesome you know to see you guys grow to all the bands that we've we've interviewed to watch them grow um and then the bands that we're interviewing this season, who we've just recently found, very similar to when we first met you guys, we had just found y'all, right? And yeah. now we're interviewing a new set of bands that we've recently found. Goalkeeper uh, is a band that we just interviewed. Goalkeeper, uh, that sounds familiar. I wonder if I've heard them before. We, we just inter- I just interviewed them this past week and great band. Look them up, probably in, in your realm. Um, they're a kind of a pop punk band and they have a song that literally sounds like, like Blink-182, like, like the, awesome. the vocal, the, the lead singer sounds like Mark Hoppus. <laughs> and on the podcast, I was like, yo, did he purposely sound like Mark Hoppus? Because that's immediately what I thought of. <laughs> and anyways, so, <laughs> you know, I, I now get to watch them continue to grow and they're getting ready to put out new stuff. And, 
it's just been, it's just been awesome. You know, I've, I've made a ton of friends doing this. So to your point, yes, this is, it's fun. The music industry is fun. If you, if you do it in a way that you don't come across as an asshole or that you have an ego, like we're all just trying to be noticed and accomplish yeah, the man. same thing. I always tell myself, like, even if the band has already peaked, it's still the greatest joy of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for it. Even if we don't get anywhere else, I'm still going to always love it because it just, at the end of the day, has brought me so much joy. And- I feel like you guys are on a fantastic path. And I'm not just saying that because we're on a podcast. I think what you guys have, the steps that you all have taken you know, be getting a manager, working with a professional recording studio and, and producing your music the way that you're doing and marketing yourselves, like you're taking the steps that will put you in a position to garner and, and gain even more of a following than you already have. Like I'm looking at your Spotify, you have 11 and a half thousand monthly listeners. That's nothing to just scoff at, you know, like yeah, thank you. The, pe- <laughs> the people that have, you know, a hundred monthly listeners, a thousand, five thousand want to be where you're at. So it's, it's kind yeah, of like a perspective I mean, game, right? Like you want to be where the 20,000 monthly listeners people are. That's like y'all's probably y'all's next goal. It's like, we want to hit 20,000, right? You know, the people behind you that are at 5,000 want to be in the 11, 10 to 15,000 kind of range. And so it's, it's a game of perspective, but you guys are continuing, at least from what I've seen, to move forward in a, in a, in a positive direction and, and put out some quality content. So it's been just fun to watch. I appreciate you saying that, especially with like the Spotify thing, because obviously like, you know, sometimes you're only, I say it's the greatest job in my life, no matter how big or small it gets, but you are also like always just never satisfied and want to be better. And you do have to remind yourself that like, Hey man, like two years ago, you would have killed to want to be where you are now. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. And, you know, honestly giving me that reminder because you need to hear it sometimes. So thank you. Yeah, it. absolutely. I, I love thinking and, and looking at things in different perspectives because I feel like that it it takes the stress that you, you may be feeling and, and kind of kind of rids it because like, you know, no one's perfect and no one's life is perfect. It may seem like it sometimes from the outside, but like everyone has their internal struggles and what they're doing. And, you know, mental health is a whole, whole topic, right, that we, we could talk about for a long time. Uh, and I've had my fair share of struggles with that and, and recent, um, so, you know, things can be bad, things can be good. And it's how you deal with them, how you look at it, that, you know, uh, kind of determines the outcome and, and how you feel as a person. And again, I could talk about this shit for, for a long time, just because I've thought about it a lot as I'm sure you have, right. You know, it's, uh, one of those things, but perspective is super important because you guys are crushing it. You know, I have friends that, have just recently started making music and and putting things on Spotify that are very down on themselves and and not happy with where they're at because they're like it's not it's not getting attention it's you know I'm seeing my monthly listeners after a release go down and it's not going up and you know I, I, am I not good am I bad like those stresses are what people and, and that are just getting started are feeling and it's like dude you're here like you just started right and and you know, it's, it's, it's hard to kind of get over that hump of, am I good enough? Right? Like, are we even good enough to be where, you know, a Mayday Parade is? 
right? Where an all-time yeah. low, where a, a sleeping with sirens, where, you know, those, but they all started at the same, at the same place. I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record. I'm sure you've heard that before, but like everyone starts oh, yeah. somewhere, <laughs> you know? And so my point in saying all of that is like, you guys are, are killing it. And I'm super stoked that we're able to have this conversation and I've had fun. This has been cool. Yeah, man. And we'll definitely do another one. And let's, let's do a whole episode where we can talk about like mental health and stuff like that. Cause that's be a whole so episode dope. in itself. And I have so a lot dope. that I have to say about that too. You know, not going to get into it now, but I've dealt with my fair share of bad experiences in that regard. So we could do a whole thing on that, man. So let's do that. Oh, I'd be totally down. I mean, that's, I say it. It's a little different than what you do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a therapist by any means, but the point is it's not talked about enough and that's, that's just kind of the the facts of it. So, um, but absolutely, that'd be fun. I'd really enjoy it. I say fun, but like meaningful, you know? Yeah. It would be interesting. It would be, Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. But I know, I I know it's getting late there. So I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up. I have two questions for you. Uh, The first one is probably a lot of what we already talked about, you know, anything you want to tell the people that are listening uh, about Ivy Paint, things to look forward to uh, if you can, and uh, kind of any sort of announcements that you got. All right, let's see. I'm just going to go through the, the basics. We, we just put uh, put out our first single of the year. It's called Bugging Out. It's available on all streaming platforms. Um, we're going to be putting out music all throughout the year, pretty much every other month. Um, we have merchandise out. Um, if you go to like any of our socials, like our Instagram bio, just click the link. It's all there. Um, we recently launched ivypaintband.com. So you can find all of the tour dates there that we're going to be releasing soon. We've got a summer tour booked, just not announced yet. Catch us at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, if you're there. And uh, yeah, get ready just for a lot more shows. Our, our manager's goal for us is 40 shows this year. Nice. So, so be on the lookout there. Just lots coming. And basically the band is not going to go dark at all this year. <laughs> cool. Awesome. That's great to hear. And I look forward to uh, some sneak peeks. Uh, yes, sir. Got you. <laughs> so I want to make sure I remind you about that one. Um, got and then, all right, last, second, but last question uh, and last question is, and I, I don't know if we talked about it. I don't think we just started doing this, but how do you like your coffee? How do I? Okay. See, here's the thing about me. My first job was working at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, man. And working at Dunkin' Donuts, you can have all the free coffee you want. So in the two and a half years that I worked there, I experimented with so many different types of coffee to the point where I kind of love it all. Um, But I will say I don't really do like lattes or cappuccinos because that's mainly milk and less of coffee or espresso. Mm -hmm. um but i will say that the best tip that i can give you for coffee and what i prefer because like i said i'm pretty broad i like it all but you if you want to make your coffee last um don't use dairy use like almond milk or whatever because um it's not going to spoil as quickly. So if you want to like leave your coffee sitting out for two hours and then reheat it, you don't have to worry about like 
milk going bad or anything like that like just use almond milk because all you got an iced coffee and it's been sitting out all day dude just throw some ice cubes in it and it's good to go you don't have to worry about spoiled dairy mm. um, it's not that i'm like lactose intolerant or anything like that or or vegan i just it it has a longer lifespan if you don't use dairy in your coffee and you use substitutes so i'm going to say i like i like my coffee with non-dairy milk <laughs> okay all right that's, that's, the answer. <laughs> that's good to know um so i'll tell you mine i just actually actually recently started drinking coffee in like the last year um okay. probably like right over a year now that i've been really drinking coffee um and i hated coffee before my, my nickname in college was coffee and people just thought I, I liked coffee, which is just not the case. My last name's Kaufman and coffee was easier to say. So yeah. I was coffee and coffee and sugar. Morgan's last name is sugars. It's just, it just, worked. yeah, no, no, that's uh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I started drinking coffee more regularly this past year and I, I don't like the bitterness of coffee. So like I'm a 75% coffee kind of guy, 25% really sweet and sugar, like creamer. That's like, it's my go-to. And so- Hot or ice? Hot. Hot? Okay. Yeah. I, I've never really had iced coffee, so I can't say if I don't, like, I don't like it or not. Um, but oh, if you have a recommendation a for a good, I mean, is it basically like taking what I have in the morning that's hot and just putting it on ice? So that like- um, Okay. But I would say if you're going to get an iced coffee for your first time, get it from, don't make it yourself, get it from like a Dunkin' Donuts or a Starbucks (laughs) because they, they brew it differently. So like, they don't, they don't just take the hot coffee mug and pour it over ice. They like, Mm -hmm. they have their hot coffee and then they have their coffee that they keep chilled. Mm, So it tastes, so I would go, um, I mean, I personally, I'm biased. I like Dunkin' Donuts the best. Um, There's not many Dunkin' Donuts down in Texas, so Starbucks right, is going to be the go-to. Starbucks? All right, yeah. all right. Uh, I'm going to say, be safe. Or just get a, you're going to get, you're going to want to get almond milk, as, mm-hmm. I, as I would say. And you're mm-hmm. going to get almond milk. You're going to, and you're going to get, uh, ask for like, ask for like four pumps of caramel don't get sugar too just get caramel because the caramel is sweet enough mm-hmm. so just get a just iced coffee with four pumps of uh caramel and almond milk okay but dude starbucks isn't for me though like i mean i'll drink it but i just don't recommend starbucks to mm-hmm. anyone because i feel like their coffee tastes burnt but that's just me <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i i mean we have local coffee shops too so i mean i can okay go to a local coffee shop like there's so many here in Denton actually no no I'm gonna take back what I just said and you might you should write this down uh I'm just you should just uh just swap the the four pumps of caramel for hazelnut get a hazelnut iced coffee with almond milk all right I'm gonna I'm gonna write this down yeah hazelnut Hazelnut iced coffee with almond milk with almond milk can't go wrong dude so good I will report back to you once I have this. Let's hear. It. Yeah, dude. I'm, oh shit. I'm excited now. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, that's, that's really all I had for you today. And I'm really stoked that we were able to do this. It was a fun conversation and uh, 
you know, I, I, I feel like now with the podcast and these conversations, they just have flown so much better, just kind of from topic to topic versus like, you know, in the beginning, we were just like, we want to do this good. So we like had all the questions and, and all that stuff. And it just, we realized very quickly that that's just not how you run. A, that's not how you do a podcast. Like questions come up naturally based off the conversation that you're already having. So it's like, yeah. that's what we, that's what we really wanted to focus on. So I really hope you enjoy the conversation. I know I did. Um, no, dude, you kept it like authentic. And I like that. Like it was more of just a conversation and le- it was less of an interview and more of a conversation. And I like that. So. Yeah, no, cool. Well, I'm glad, man. Uh, I'm going to let you get going. I probably should go to bed. I got work pretty early in the morning, (laughs) but uh, thanks again. And uh, keep me posted on, you know, anything, send us whatever you guys want us to share. And, you know, we got you and uh, we're excited to see more out of you, man. Oh, when's this coming out by the way? So ideally um, we're, we're putting boys to fall out next week. And then the following week, we're doing goalkeeper. Because of how close they are to, to each other, maybe we're doing. Maybe we'll do double drops. Um, so we'll let you know, though. I'll, I'll shoot you over an email, and we'll get it figured cool. out. Just Which, wonder, no, no reason. I just wondered. <laughs> shoot me over a uh, a photo, a promo photo, and I think I still have y'all's logo. But just in case, shoot that over too. Yeah, I got you, man. All right. all right do you want like a like a me photo like drumming or something well i was just gonna put the band on there if that was cool okay, with okay. you yeah, um, yeah i got you i didn't know if you wanted me because i was talking to you or you wanted the whole band i got yeah, you. yeah let's just i, I'll, I mean I'll, I'll put you know I'll, I'll put jason of ivy paint on the gotcha. on the thing sorry so. sean couldn't make it tonight <laughs> no it's all good it's all good yeah. all right man all right man be safe peace out Rock out. We'll talk soon.